Welcome to another episode of In Conversation with Danbro Business. Uh, today we're speaking to uh, Jack Smith and Emma Vian from Daily Dose. Uh, thanks for doing this, guys. Thanks for having um, us. So I wonder if you could start by telling us a little bit about yourselves, about your backgrounds and just Daily Dose in general, really. Do you want to start? Or? Ladies first. Right. I started working when I was about 16, 17. Um, I was in John Lewis on the Charlotte Tilbury counter. Um, I was I was a makeup artist, um, so I'd done that for about I want to say about five, about, yeah, probably about four or five years maybe. Um, then moved on to a little bit of hospitality. I decided through lockdown that I wanted to open a business, and that business being a coffee shop, cafe. Um, so thought needed to go and get some experience. So. That's then when I went to go and do a bit of hospitality. Um, I've done that for about a year. And then Daily Dose started. It happened. Yeah, pretty much. It was a whirlwind, wasn't it? It was. And so, my background is, well, if you go back to the very beginning, uh, I was a junior or a carpenter for 11 years. Uh, never. I, I enjoyed the end product, but I never fell in love with the... I never fell in love with what I was doing. I thought, this is not for me. I, I like the skills that I've got, but it was, it was never what I wanted to do. It didn't fulfill yeah. me enough. So uh, after the 11 years, I got into something I really enjoyed, which was personal training. And even personal training led me on to more things. And then I, I, I like, how can I put it? I expanded everything and started going into the health side of it and become a health coach. And I still do it now to the day, but when Emma decided she wanted the coffee shop, uh, it changed everything. Literally, like, you couldn't have put a snowball in a, in a faster hill because it just tumbled out of anywhere, didn't it? But yeah, health coaching, I still answer the day. I love nutrition, I love training people, mm -hmm. I love helping people, so... That's, that's pretty much my background. So what, why a coffee shop? Why was it? Why did you go with that? Um, through lockdown, I just I took a massive interest in coffee and the coffee culture. And I'm also massively into uh, food and again with Jack Nutrition. Um, so yeah, through lockdown, I just kind of thought, right, I need to get some experience here. What can I do? So I went to go and work in a little cafe in Liverpool. Um, was that with the view to, to start? Yeah, your... yeah. I, I was more interested in the side aspect of things. And then I um, ended up, when I was in there, getting trained at the coffee machine, becoming a barista. And then it was from there, I just took a massive interest. And yeah, and that's kind of where... She sent me on uh, the first time she was the coffee machine, she sent me the first uh, latte art. And to look at what she can do now compared to then, it, it's, it's, it's hilarious, isn't it? It's but it, it just stems and then you blossom then. But yeah. uh, it's amazing. The idea that she, she wanted to create a coffee shop to everyone, it was just a bit like, it's a, it's a great idea. But everyone in the background was just a bit like, do you have enough experience? Oh. Um, wh where are you, you going to get your ideas from for food, for coffees that you want to do or the place where you want to be um it wasn't easy was it the, no, the thing that we had no. was time we had plenty of time because of lockdown didn't time we? and it was trying to get that experience because i hadn't had any i don't really had it in retail 
and hospitality. A lot of people like to have hospitality background yeah. um, when employing. So it was really, it was really difficult, wasn't it, trying to get work experience? Yeah. And then I just got sent a post one day and they were just like, try, try for this role. And then I did and straight away, I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And it really, really there. enjoyed it. Yeah. And then just kind of went from there really, didn't we? We're getting it now, hospitality. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so when, we'll come on to that. So when you, when you started um, the coffee shop or we decided to start the coffee mm-hmm. shop, why did you choose Orton? You guys are based, I should tell viewers and listeners that we're actually, ba- we're in Orton today uh, filming. Are you guys based around here? And is that why? Was it just a simple decision? Yeah, to, so to I've lived So where was posh? I'm a bit of a scallywag. For anyone that's listening to my actions, slightly... Uh, more unique to the Liverpool area. <laughs> um, well put. <laughs> <laughs> so I've lived in Orton my whole life. Okay. Oh yeah, for years. Um, and there was just nothing in Orton. Absolutely. There was a butcher's which had just shut down. There was the spa next to the butcher's which had closed down years ago. Um, run down, to be yeah, it was it a bit battered. of a ruin. Um, and then it's such a the nice co-op. area as well. Yeah, exactly. And then there was the co-op. And yeah, for anyone that doesn't know the area, yeah, it's amazing. Um, it really is. There's, there's everything here. Well, now there's everything here. Mm-hmm. Um, houses are beautiful, walks are beautiful, parks are beautiful, people are lovely. Mm. Um, and to be honest, when I first met Emma, I, I knew where it was, but I didn't know what to expect. And mm. You just drive down the roads and, and you see the sheer difference from where I'm from. I didn't grow up in the, um, I'm not just with. Can do. I didn't grow up in a shit at all. But <laughs> compare, um, or compared to where I'm from, it's just totally different. And yeah. it, it puts you puts you in perspective of, you live 20 minutes down the road and it, it's absolutely stunning. Mm. And one thing I ever touched on there was, it was missing that, that community place where people can go and just relax and, then I just thought that the coffee shop would be the perfect place. I mean, on the one hand, there's a massive opportunity there because there's nothing like that that exists. But on the other hand, if there's nothing there that exists that's like it, people will just be coming to your coffee shop, won't they? So was there there nerves in terms of... Yeah, massive. Um, I had a lot of people challenge me saying, is Orton the right place? Is there going to be enough clientele there? And, you know, just a lot of... Challenges, wasn't there? A lot it's of people a saying, as well. yeah. yeah, it's on a city centre, so you've got to think of traffic. And- a lot of people saying, is there a reason that businesses don't survive around here? Um, but yeah, now I was just, I was excited for a change, yeah. and yeah, a lot of nerves. Obviously, we opened through lockdown as well, which was very nervous. Yeah, Nerv- a lot of yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's one thing for a lot of business, you know, a lot of businesses said that when they started during lockdown, but your business is reliant on people coming in and out and restrictions yeah. were preventing that. Yeah. So exactly. how did you find that? I mean, I guess you wouldn't have had much frame of reference either in terms of running that's, businesses. That's, no. That's, no. That, was the, that was the unique part of it because we didn't have any references to go back with. We didn't have any numbers, any data, anything to challenge ourselves to this new um, new journey that we were taking so we went for it I mean hats off to Emma it was her idea she wanted to push it the landlord was like very generous in terms of saying when you're open just relax get your feet on the ground when we first opened it was it's nearly two years ago so it was the end of March um, it was takeout only right. literally you were only allowed in the shop if you worked there or you were ordering 
and that was it. Now, although that sounds crazy, it was the best thing to happen to us, really. Yeah, absolutely. Because we had probably six to eight weeks of stages. So stage one was takeouts only. Mm -hmm. Stage two was um, outdoor, could, seating. outdoor seating. Mm -hmm. And then the final stage was you can pretty much not go for it because there was still substantial rules where you, you had to um, move the tables to, and meet it yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> But it gave us the best insight to customers, to how we're going to work, everything, the till system, the layout and everything. Um, but it sounds, it sounds to someone who was already in the same business, to them, it probably would have impacted them and they yeah. probably would have been worried and oh, what are we going to do? But us, it was sort of like it was the, amazing. the weight off our shoulders. Yeah. Because we didn't have the pressure of if we open today, and the tables weren't right or the till weren't right. We couldn't wing it as much as we did three yeah. stages, which was just the best. You couldn't write a book on it. So yeah, it worked out well. It was amazing because obviously, as we've just been saying, around autumn, there was nothing, mm. absolutely nothing. So through lockdown, it was a case of a walk and then home. There was absolutely nothing. Whereas when we did open, it was just, it was amazing. Like it was we could never have imagined it, could we? No. It was it, just so on that day one. Yeah. There was three of us working and we were yeah. just selling coffee and cake. It was chaos. And we look at like chaos. the takings now and the takings back then and how these two done it. I mean, I was there to help. I was. I said to Emma, but at the time the gyms were shut, you weren't allowed in them. So I said to Emma, listen, I'll be there every single day that the gyms are open. Whatever you need doing, I'm there. And Izzy asked for the job. We were like, yeah, cool. And it was manic. It was, yeah. Emma was the only one who could make coffees. I got tall, but I was just blase about it. Just everything going over my head. Izzy was on the till, and there was so many people outside. Just and you didn't can usually tell a busy day, all. especially with coffees, because the bag at the end of the day, you can feel how heavy yeah. it is. And don't think there's really been that many days where it's been as heavy as it was on no. the week that weekend we opened. Mm -hmm. So why was it so busy then? Did you do much advertising before on any social Literally media? Literally the night before. The, yeah, the night before like, I yeah. announced it on wow. Instagram. I was like, right, okay. Because I was just so nervous thinking, right, yeah. are we ready? Are we ready? Um, but now I thought, right. So I put the post out at seven o'clock the night before. And then, yeah, just the next yeah. day, it, it was just... End. Yeah, we did have a local cake supplier who yeah. did um, probably push people our direction as well. Um, he's cool. But it just, we didn't really know prices. We didn't know what we were doing. And it's just crazy to see, to, to look at it now. as a, It's probably established now. It's been open two years and it's successful. We're happy. But from day one to then, um, it's just been a whirlwind, hasn't it? So, so winding it back a little bit to um, when you were in the process of, of starting the, the venture, how did you go about sourcing and renovating the, the, the premises and stuff? Well, to be honest, so the landlord said, listen, it's a blank canvas. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you with white walls and I'll leave you with a floor. The rest is up to you. Luckily enough, we had a kitchen in the back already. And it was just a, a guessing game, wasn't it? We'll yeah. put the oven there, we'll put the fridges there. Mm -hmm. And everything was done to as cheap as we probably could do it, but without affecting too much things. So you didn't want something that you, you needed to buy twice yeah, because yeah. you're buying something durable. Exactly. Yeah. So it needs to be needs to be up there. Um, I was fortunate enough 
that Jack was obviously a joiner yeah. going so back all those years yeah. ago. So he, he was on all the joinery work. Yeah, so the, the seats in the bar, um, I don't know what. Uh, shout out to my dad as well. He won't listen to it, but <laughs> obviously he was there. He was helping because he's a joiner as well. Um, so Emma decided she was the designer. She wanted this, and I just said, "Cool, I'll do all the physical work, and you do all that mental work that no one else did." <laughs> but as I say, I couldn't have planned it any better. I think everywhere that woman's touches is essential to anything, um, just like your mum does for every single probably property that you get or whatever. So it's just essential. So even down to putting the, the beads on the bar itself or on the on the till, it just makes it look a million times better. So when she designed it, we made it and it was still a pretty much blind canvas for then eight weeks. We didn't put any tables, any chairs in there mm -hmm. because we thought it'll encourage people to sit down and we've got to tell them to get out. Mm -hmm. By law, they've got to be out. So. Um, it was a step-by-step -step thing, wasn't it? It was, I yeah. mean, the first tables that we got, we've still got two of them now, but they were the biggest tables. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone in hospitality would see them tables, they would cry and say, <laughs> they're a waste of space. Get rid of them because your covers are just going to go down the window. So now, obviously, two years down the line, we've invested. We've got half the size tables, way more chairs, but... It was just a learning curve, really. Yeah, it yeah, it sounds very much so like that. You've learned, you've learned as you've gone. Yeah. Um, in terms of raising the funds to start the venture, obviously there'll be a lot of people similar to you, similar age, who want to do something similar. So how did you go about, if you don't mind talking about that, raising the funds to, to start the business? Yeah. Um, so working two jobs. <laughs> really? When I was, I was still at Charlotte Tilbury, and then when I wasn't there, I was working in Organico. I just, for a long time, I'd been saying to my family and to all my friends, I know I want to do something. I want to do a business. I don't know what I want to do yet. This is going back probably about three years before I'd started Daily Dose. I said for about three, yeah, about good three years. I said, like, I know I want to do something. I just don't know what it is. So I just had a savings account. So everything I was earning, well, not everything, but I was just putting away a certain amount um, and, yeah, managed to save up. But it... <sighs> It's not happened overnight. It's yeah. we're still to this day. We're still still spending. Still spending like still spend every every week we spend, don't we? But yeah, it's just just takes time. Like it yeah. doesn't happen overnight. It's do what you can. And we were like again, we were fortunate enough that I say fortunate, but it's definitely not the right word. We were in lockdown, so it was just a step at a time, and that way we had a bit of time to save up for the indoor tables, the outdoor tables. Um, but yeah, just. Saving, we pinch saving. ourselves because you can say we're lucky or you can say no we've got a good concept and we've got a great shop which is obviously the best way to look at it in the mm -hmm. most optimistic way and, and yet you, you, you've got to be confident in yourself but uh, probably you, you realise people that come back your regulars that they're telling you something so you're doing something yeah. right and when touching back on, we, we spend every week on reinvesting if it's a, it could be a new blender, it could be a new toaster, it could mm. be anything, but um, if it wasn't the way it is now, we couldn't. We'd have to bite our tongue and, and wait till a couple of months or finance things and, and stuff like that because that's what normal people do. Yeah. Um, so at the start, it was a case of, right, there's, there's the pocket of, of money and 
we'll see how it goes. But then six to eight weeks helped us, which was which which was perfect. Yeah, uh, it's it's crazy to think that it helped us more than it didn't, because obviously people have got to pay bills and people have got to pay um, everything, all your stock, and um, if you're not getting people through the door, then how can you pay for all these things? But we were getting people through the door. And I, I presume because, um, I presume that it was just for nothing but support. They had no idea about what our coffee was going to taste like, what our cakes were going to taste like or anything else. So they were just coming back for support, which we can't thank them enough. Mm. Our coffee is like, not changed, we've still got the same bean, and we, but everything changes in terms of if we employ more staff, we've got to teach them how to use the coffee machine. And so again, it was all about support at the start. So that just ticked us, didn't it? Like kept us going. We talk about, the, the, obviously, the, the quality of the product is, is important, but also the look and the feel. You talked about the coffee culture and stuff before. Mm. So understand like social media has had a bit of an impact on, on your business as well particularly Instagram. So do you have a particular strategy when it comes to on your online presence and how that fits in with the look and feel of the, the shop as well? To be honest, this, there was a time, um, <coughs> uh, this was before we had managers, this was before we had full-time staff, so everyone was just pretty much part-time. Um, we were saying to ourselves, because we were working so hard, we haven't got time to do social media. We might do the odd post, and I can't take pictures because I don't want to say I'm a guy because there's loads of guy photographers out there. But I just haven't got the eye. I can't take pictures of food without it looking ridiculous and just I I can see what I like what I like. But compared to Emma's pictures, again, it's going back to she designed it. Yeah. So her pictures look better than mine. But we didn't have time to post anything on social media, and we were so busy that it didn't bother us. But then. The bigger we grew, uh, the more people we employed. And then from there, it just allowed, well, you can now take over the social media for us. And then you've always wanted the social media to basically be what we are. Hmm. So or, organic as in like we want an organic growth, but we also want people to see what they're going to get. So it's not fake. It's yeah. exactly what you're going to get. It might be taken with a light or different angle. But that is exactly what you're going to get. But still to the day, even though the pictures are brilliant and you've had loads of help and stuff, um, I think it's busy enough without social media. Yeah. It definitely, definitely helps. can't say that. But it is pretty busy, isn't it? It is. It's funny to see people come in and some people don't use the menu. They just go on social media. <laughs> I want that. And you're all looking at it going, you made this or you took that. Yeah. You don't know what it is, but obviously you know what I am. That's where it can help. That shows how powerful it is, though. Yeah, true. Yeah. So in terms of, like, the, the branding then in general and the branding of the store, you said you obviously you put the stuff in place, you designed it. How did you come up with the concept for that? Just a lot of inspiration. Pinterest, <laughs> a lot of Pinterest. <laughs> Mood boards. Mood boards. Yeah, I had a vision of what I wanted. I wanted, to, wanted it to be bright. Just not too much, not... But, yeah, just nice and bright. Like Australian vibes, and we've had so many people come in, haven't yeah, we? Say true. it's a lot like Australia in here, which we love. Um, so yeah, but again, Pinterest just all it's the minimalistic as well. So it's, yeah. it's, it's basically you decide to just do everything in white, the same color, 
because if it gets marked, it gets scratched. Which is a nightmare. We've painted the shop, I want to say, at least four, four, five times. Minimum. Yeah. Minimum since yeah. being open. It wasn't the cleverest, but it, no, it, it I like helps it. us though because if, if it was a different colour, but now it's just all white and you just go over it when you need it. And a good freshen up, it literally looks brand new, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it lifts does. it, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. On to you guys personally then. So obviously working with a partner can put a bit of pressure on a, a relationship <laughs> as well. Wow. Um, <laughs> each splits up at least five and six times. <laughs> well, that kind of answers my question. So I was going to say, has it changed your dynamic outside of work? And would you recommend it to anybody else who, who might be thinking of going into a business with their partner? Hospitality is a stressful environment anyway. Jack and I, we don't work together. I mean, there's obviously the odd few days if staff call in sick, we have to work together. But living and working together didn't necessarily work for us. We found that, I think because we were spending maybe too much time together, we, yeah. we were coming to blows a lot. It was putting a bit of a strain in our relationship. So we're fortunate enough that we said, right, okay, you work X day, I'll work the next. So yeah, we don't work together. I mean, I guess it just... It depends maybe what environment you're working in. Mm. Hospitality is hard. It's a stressful, very stressful it's job. It's on social hours and stuff like that as well sometimes, isn't yeah. it? It, it? Yeah. When we work together, you do 20, you do 24 hours. Unless one of us goes to shops or goes to gym. When we first opened, we'd done six months, 24-7. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> the gyms weren't open. So... We, at the time, we were in Emma's parents' house and they had a gym, which was amazing, but you were still in the same house. So unless you went for a run, things did take its toll, but it took six months. So them six months were hard and difficult every single day, even doing the washing, coming up with ideas, staying, maintaining everything. It was tough and we realised that. So... Once we sat down, we had a breather for, to benefit our relationship personally. We didn't take a step back. We just basically split the days. I'd do a Monday, so we'd do a Tuesday, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that's how we work it now. So even when one of us come home, it's like, how's your day doing? Yeah. Because we never had that conversation because it, it didn't need to exist. We'd just moan about it. Uh, customers, staff, or whatever, and then we take it a lot on, a yeah. lot on. And, um, but uh, to be honest, it's Emma's first business. So hats off to it. She's been an absolute rock. She's been amazing. And for the age, it's just, it, it just shows like how, how, how brilliant she's been. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not easy, especially in a relationship, but now it's sorted. We still argue, but, everyone does and within two minutes it's a hug and it's a kiss and it's right let's move on so now you're a couple of years down i suppose that answers this question a couple of years down the line mm. how do you sort of manage things when things perhaps are a little bit more difficult within the business is there a clear distinction between that and, and home life then? Yeah. so how i normally tend to go about them kind of situations is take a breather go and take myself off whether it's food shopping go to the gym come back and then we'll we'll actually talk about it instead. You tell me to go to the gym, don't you? Yeah, either he'll go to the gym or I'll go to the gym. Shout and just get your new way. Absolutely, well, I don't think it does anyway. So I do find the best thing to do is just take a breather, go out, go and do something for an hour, whether you walk the dog or whatever, 
come back and then just have a little chat about things. That's it. Do you know, it, it goes, I, I think that goes with a lot of things in life anyway, in terms of your mental health, your well-being. If things are on your mind, the, the, honestly, the best thing you can do is to, to, to get it off. Get it off your chest, speak to someone. And that's why one of the best things about Emma is um, just she's so mature in terms of, right, let's what's up or vice versa. I've, I've had my own businesses in the past. I've had a lot of experience in the past. And she's, she's there now, but it's took me a lot longer to get there. Yeah. So getting off your chest, anyone that's potentially listening or watching, if, if you've got some sort of issue, the best thing you can do, you don't have to do it in an aggressive way. And if people don't take to what you're trying to say, then at least it's off your chest yeah. because once it's off your chest, everything just releases and you feel so much better. You get headaches, you can get cramps, you can get your body is physically tight and you can feel yourself getting a headache. So the quicker you can get it off your chest, you will get angry in, in, in the future or whatever and you'll get pissed off at someone. You could be in the car, but as soon as you get it off your chest, it's like, bang, done, finished. And this is the best feeling ever. That's what we've learned to do straight away, haven't we? And is that how you would, because obviously you've got people working underneath you as well, how do you manage their stresses and anxieties and what's your sort of awareness of that? Do you have anything in place or do you, is, is it that kind of advice that you would give them? When we take people on, we, we tell them, listen, it's, it, this is our little baby. We do not tolerate toxic environments, full stop. So if it does get slightly toxic, or we can see it, or we can hear it, we shut it down immediately. If they continue to do that, it's not for you. Have there been instances where that's had to? No, no um, people will talk um, if someone, it could be anything. If someone hasn't closed the table, if someone hasn't um, done, if someone's done brown toast or white toast, someone will always talk about someone or someone will get the blame. But what we've tried to do is, um, one of the main things that you can do is, is hold yourself accountable. There's no one that's going to shout at you. We're not going to shout. I'm not going to shout. If you break a dish, all we expect is an apology. Oh. Again, you get it off your chest. But then there's personal lives. People have personal lives and staff is difficult. We find that, haven't we, so yeah. much? Yeah, yeah, massively. If anyone's, I mean, if anyone's feeling down or whatever... We'll always try and pull them to the side and say, listen, we're here, we need to chat. Or, I mean, whatever it may be. A lot of them like to talk between each other, don't they? Yeah. There's obviously been a, a few times where they've been struggling a lot, so they've come yeah. and speak to us. And we've just said, you know, like whether it's like a bit of time off you may need or whatever, always here to, always here to talk. And, but that, yeah, I mean, as Jack says, it's just always best to get it off your chest, yeah, isn't it? Most, most people just need to get off the chest. They've got a problem at home. As soon as they get off, attitude changes and you can see it so but when we when people say business is literally 24 7 it is yeah so you get phone calls at all sorts of times and but that's encouraging you, you know they're, they're obviously um leaning on you for that kind of yeah, support which, which is, is amazing it's absolutely amazing part-time business and a part-time council <laughs> um but yeah no always here and they know that as well yeah. always a phone call away they ever do need anything if they want a coffee yeah. Come and sit down, have a coffee. But that's the th good thing about getting good staff in as well. So the likes of our manager now, who's my sister, she likes listening to people. 
well, I say that, she mightn't be. But she's good at consoling people and she's good at listening to people's problems and then she's good at finishing it. So after they've spoke to her, it's a full stop. Yeah. It doesn't even get to us. Yeah. So that obviously that's why you're employed supervisors and managers, which is great, they all take all the slack. But um yeah, again, now that we've evolved a bit more and now we're more established and we're busier um without the likes of a manager and my sister, it's, it, it it wouldn't work the way it would. Mm. Um but again, step by step, small steps and um, you just learn it as you go, don't you? Yeah. On a more positive note then, what, what would you say your favourite aspect is of, of running your own business? It's, it's the time you can provide for yourself. I know money is a big thing for a lot of people, but I do personally think the more time you can give yourself to work on yourself, it's more important than money. And we do give ourselves time, don't we? We do. Which is great. We give ourselves days to ourselves. We give ourselves days together and then we also plan ahead so we we like to spend money on memories not materials obviously people like nice things we like nice things but we'd rather go away wouldn't we and stuff like that that's what i'd say having a business that time is is, is important yeah. but people have other businesses where they work six seven days a week yeah, we could do that if we wanted to and we could probably earn more money because we'd have to pay less staff and the outcomes would come down. Um, but you'd lose that freedom. Exactly. So that's what I've learned. And don't, don't know so I think you... that's definitely the answer would be, yeah, freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in terms of looking forward then, obviously you've grown exponentially in two years from that, that first day that you mentioned. <laughs> um, what are your ambitions? Do you want to open more stores? Do you want to open different types of businesses? Where do you sort of see the... all the question, isn't it? And hopefully, hopefully it's a million dollar question. Ideas all the time. Like, do you know what? Some of them are really good. Some of them are just hysterical. Um, you, before we had the big crisis of fuel going up and the energy prices rising and everything going Which up, will have affected you guys. I, I, yeah, it, it did and it still is, but it's, it's do we open a number two or is it not the right time? Which right now to us, it's not the right time no. and climate, is no, it? No, absolutely not. We're still focusing massively on what we've got. We're trying to make it as amazing as we can. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, going forward, I don't know. We're really definitely going to do another one at some point down the line. Right now, as Jack said, it's just not the time. But definitely, definitely would love to do another one. Okay. But again, it's down to that step by step. Like people say to us, oh, you need to expand, you need to do this. And we're like, yeah, cool, but in our own time. Yeah. yeah. So it's going quick. It's, it's, it's grown pretty quick as it, it has, is, isn't it? Anyway, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. If you had one piece of advice then for anybody watching or listening who's considering taking the plunge and starting their own business, what would it be? My personal advice is um, if you have a job, is to keep it. Okay. But work on it as a side hustle. I done the, the the opposite way so i just thought right i'm gonna just go dive straight into personal training basically sold me tools and this was years before the coffee shop and what i should have done was both i know people do both now and what they're doing is great yeah. if you think you can just dive into something you can't whereas our game is different because it's a it's a, it's a it's a full-time job straight away and you could probably get your money back if you were going to dive into a coffee shop, 
you need to just lead into obviously finances. Can you finance it? Can you start it? Because the thing with a coffee shop is it's instant money, but it's not necessarily yours. We didn't take a wave, did we, for, for months and months. No. And you've got to account for that before you exactly. do it. Yeah. So absolutely. that's my advice is if you want to start, oh, 100%, go for it. If, if that's what makes you happy, if that's what if that you know you're going to be happy doing it, great. But keep your job until you know that's it now. I can now leave that and start that other one. Yeah, absolutely. Same. Or whether it's savings, make sure you have a lot of savings to the side. But my advice would be absolutely go for it. Absolutely. Any regrets? No. Absolutely. Um, I have, I have not getting a bigger not. place, but maybe, I don't know. Not no regrets with the decision? No. no. Nothing. Absolutely um, not. Emma found the unit. I called the, the, the landlord on the day. He said that he wanted to create, create a community. And um, I told him, you want a coffee shop? He was like, that sounds great. And since that day, I don't think there's been any regrets. There's been tough days. Yeah, yeah there's, tough there's days always going to be. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many other business owners that I've spoken to in the world said the same thing. Is it normal that you feel like you just want to walk away? And it is, it's so normal that you have bad days, you have days where you just, you do cry. Mm. Um, it's stressful, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and say that it isn't. Anything worth having doesn't come easy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's absolutely, it's amazing. It's, a, it, it's, it's, it's literally a, a rocky road or, or a mountain because there's, there's things that you need to climb. There's things that you need to get over. And mm -hmm. um, it's, it's always about solving the problem. Yeah, it's um, worth the challenge. Yeah, always. So our last question is one that we ask everybody, which is um, how you define success. And that's both on a, a personal level and in terms of the business. Mm -hmm. So if you, if, if you could each sort of take a stab at that. Do you want to go first? You go first. <laughs> I'll have a little think of my answer. Mm -hmm. uh, success to me is... Firstly, obviously, it's it's a bit cliche, but it's it's now about being happy in terms of healthy, happy, your well-being, your state of mind being. This is what I'm happy doing. This is when we have kids in the future. Are they happy because they're in an environment where we're happy, and it's always that's the priority. And then anything to that. Is a byproduct. So if it's money, it's a byproduct. If it's materials, it's just a byproduct. But overall, if Emma's happy, that makes me happy, and my success, I'm, I'm done and I'm finished. And that goes with the family as well and friends. If, if they're happy, it's just that environment. I just want everyone that I care about to be happy and to spread it as much as I can. Really. Yeah, definitely happiness. Yeah. Happiness and just... A dog. <laughs> a dog. <laughs> yeah, just freedom as well. It's a huge one. But yeah, definitely happiness. Yeah. I think that's a great place to leave it. Thanks so much for, for doing this today and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks.